Today's show is brought to you by Souvenir Sense. Are you a fan of immersing yourself in fantastic worlds from your favorite theme parks? Now Souvenir Sense has candles that smell like your favorite rides and attractions from around the world. I've got Pandoran Flight, Ocean Mist from Flight of Passage. And now, most extreme podcast listeners can get 15% off a checkout with, with the promo code Xtreme. That's X-T-R-E-M-E to get 50% off some of your new favorite candles. So go to SouvenirSense.com to find out more or click the link in the description. And now, on with the show. Coming up, no matter your powers, everyone's welcome to this 80s throwback superhero extravaganza. It's the cult classic Sky High and this... His Most Extreme Podcast. Welcome. To Most Extreme Podcast, the show where we discuss and analyze the enigma that is 2000s superhero pop culture. It's the couch gag of the show. <laughs> you have to throw in a little something. Uh, yeah. Is it, is it really that funny? I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it's but funny, I think but it's it, like a nice it theme. It makes it unique. It brings right? it, you know, you can at least know what episode you're listening to from the... <laughs> if you didn't from, check the title. If you didn't check the title, and if you didn't <laughs> read the little, like, clip that we have in the beginning... <laughs> Did somebody ever do, sh- like, shuffle on Most Extreme Podcast? Just oh my like, God. I'm gonna listen to this one today and not know what it is. If you are that person, email us at mostestreampodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, oh, I'm here with the great Alejandro oh, Joaquin. And I'm Alejandro Joaquin. Yeah. And you're, what, who are you? I'm Brett Ellison. Welcome to the show. Yes. Uh, back in person again. Yes. And I'm also back, like, after a Yeah, a couple, a it's been a while since we recorded in I think person. my last and, episode was Brian's. Yeah. And yeah. we recorded that in March, so you want to catch us up? It's on yeah. Day? Yeah, you I shot mean, just, a movie. Yeah, I shot a movie. That's awesome. Um, I heard that was a writing joke. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I shot my movie after going to the beach with Pitbull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one no, of these things is true. <laughs> one of these. No, yeah, I basically was finishing up school doing the, my thesis film. He's a graduate, everybody. Yay. I'm finally done. Now I can worry about life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, li- without, life without homework is very nice. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Now it's like life with paying rent. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun part. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, well, excited about this it's film. good to reminisce now yeah. on the days when we didn't have to think about this. Um, but yeah, okay, well, eh, anything else you want to talk about <laughs> um, before we no, get into it? I think we should just get into it. And what is it that we're getting into today? I think we're going to get into Sky High. Can you believe it? On episode the- 69, we're here <laughs> and doing Sky High. Oh, wow. You had to do that, Brett? Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so, uh, film, we were talking about this a couple days ago. Yeah. And this seemed to be one that has been actually quite demanded from the fans. Mm. So, Sky High, the classic, I would put it as classic, 2005, Walt Disney Pictures film. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you, what since it's only the two of us, why did you want to, why did you gravitate yeah. toward this one? I mean, I, I wanted to, like... First of all, like, I, I think it's one of the ones that we haven't touched on yet that, like, Seems everyone right. wants us to touch on. Yeah. And it is, like, like it's not a big part of my childhood, but I did watch it and enjoy it. And then I got really into superhero movies when the whole Marvel stuff started. Sure. So, like, I think it was, like, one of my first, that and, like, the X-Men and, and 
Oh, you're um, a big X-Men guy. Yeah. Okay. And the, well, I mean, I didn't see X-Men until later because I think the first X-Men is actually a little bit like... In 2000. It's Yeah, I think it's not like it's it's very like for kids, but it's also a little bit darker. It's actually like, like the Holocaust. The, yeah, the yeah. Spider-Man is way more for kids mm-hmm. and sky high. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And we, we can talk about definitely the superhero stuff in general, but you remember yeah. this, watching this as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I didn't really think much of it, I guess, but, I mean, I liked it. It was a good movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now rewatching it, I'm like, this is, actually holds up pretty well. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, it is, like, obviously got a little, made for kids and yeah. kind of has that Disney flick aesthetic. But, I mean, it's, it's like, pretty, I think, well-written. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. And uh-huh. I really like all the characters. So you watched it today. Yeah. And then what was the last time before that that you saw this? Actually, I think I, ha- I had seen it re- that not that long ago. Like, it, I think it hasn't been a year since I oh, wow. had watched it already. Because I just, I got Disney Plus and I was like re-watching some old stuff. Yeah. And I think Sky, I saw Sky High was there and I was like, I had not seen this in a while. Yeah, time to put yeah. on some nostalgia. I think that's why I wanted to choose it too because it was uh-huh. like a little bit more fresh. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about this movie, especially for people our age or anybody who grew up in the 2000s. It's that this is probably the most crowd-pleaser film you can mm. put on for a group of people. And I love this movie. It's I genuinely call it a, I, I genuinely feel like there is magic to mm. Sky High that only people our age are going to get it. Because I think it's really good. I like. I had a movie night thing in college once, and like sixty people showed up, and oh, we. Wow. And I was like, "What movie are we watching?" It's Sky High. Guess what? Crowd pleaser. Everybody <laughs> loves it. Everyone's gonna find something to like about it. It's one of those films that is just like. If, and, and this is a tip for anybody who's having a movie night. Mm-hmm. Sky High. Just put it on. People are gonna love happens. it. <laughs> um, I taught a film class in Japan where we watched this. Mm-hmm. Like that for school. Like this is your academic. You're watching. What do we watch? Like Roman Holiday. Mm-hmm. Nacho Libre and Sky High. Very informative movies. And Troll 2. <laughs> wow. And I think The Room. See, I think I, a dream, not that this has many time, I think a dream as a filmmaker, if I got to teach a class on film, I would totally want to teach a film on how not to make a movie and just <laughs> do, watch, like, the most Tommy Wiseau, like, who killed Captain Alex. Like, this is the films you're going to be watching. Because I think you can right. learn a lot from what not to do. Right. So no, that's true. If anyone wants to sign up, let me know. What was, like, your first experience with Sky High? First watching it? Yeah. I watched it. We did a family friend, like I said, some family friends of ours, and they had kids our age, and we watched it together. And that must have been, I think we rented it from, pour one out for Blockbuster, everybody. R.I.P. to the block. <laughs> Um, or we got it from DVD Netflix yeah. around that, that curb at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but I loved it. Yeah. I remember kind of actually kind of be scared of it. Really? <laughs> what part? I was scared of real pain. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, no way. Like, oh, I can't believe it. And now watching it. <laughs> Girls can be villains. What? Um, what? Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen Sky High from 2005 by now. It's <laughs> pushing the brakes on this highway. Yeah. Like, what? Um, no, I really liked um, a lot about it. And I think, I don't know. It's one of those things as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like the thing like, like the old like Adam West Batman. Like, or you watch them as a kid mm. where you take it so seriously. And then you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh, this is hilarious. It's one of those. And it's got, I don't know. It's got this like cheesy feel but it goes uh-huh. so well with the comic book aesthetic and like all the dutch angles all the yeah yeah no that was the one thing like <laughs> it's like also very well directed i think like yeah. the dutch angles 
I mean, some of the CGI, like the the rock guy, is like sure I've overdated. Uh, yeah, but I mean, some holds up. Like the robot in the beginning, some of the flying stuff isn't. Some You're of good. the flying stuff isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, like it holds up too visually. I think mm-hmm. it doesn't like look too boring. Right. You know? And um, the decent amount of it is practical. Where a lot of stunt stuff. Um, which I yeah. watched, there's a feature it on YouTube, I think it's on the behind the scenes too, is of like them just showing like how they made it and they did all the stunts, a lot of them where they had stunt doubles. Um, and watching that mm-hmm. made me really appreciate this film a lot more because it was showing, and you know this, I mean, you just directed something, mm-hmm. is that really a director's job is to basically just set the tone on set. Right. And no, yeah. of just like how professional you're going to be, you want to be fun, like your personality and your workflow mm-hmm. is going to just kind of resonate on everybody else mm-hmm. and then how you communicate and everything. And watching mm-hmm. this, watching the movie, well, I was like, man, they must have been having a ton of fun making this film. Right. And then watching the behind the scenes, you know, completely. Yeah, I guess you could like totally tell. It's yeah. Because like I think it's just the like you could see it in the actors when they're on screen, you know, mm-hmm. like like how much do they really want to be there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can see that in every film, even it's the like, bad ones. Yeah. It's like now the new um, like Bruce Willis movies. It's like he just you could tell he does not want to be there. Right. Like he's there to read lines and that's it. Yeah. He's yeah. retiring, right? I think he. Yeah, unfortunately, I think there's something, like, he t- said that something happened, like, the, I think you he sure? has a disease or Man. something, well, or a condition, um, and, like, yeah. Well, shout out to Bruce. I know somebody's mowing the lawn right there, but just, yeah. if you're listening, we love you. You played Spike in Rugrats Go Wild, so. It kind of sounds like, like an airplane. It's so. It's almost like we're at an airport right yeah. now. Um in an airplane hangar. No, but yeah, watching the behind the scenes, it was so awesome to see how the, the actors were just having fun with each other and pranking each other and playing games. And uh, there's even this whole part in the behind the scenes where um, the guy who plays Mr. Medulla, who's like the sidekick teacher with a giant mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm. at one point they just have him doing, like, just talking to the camera and he just said, like, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. And the whoever's editing it just put that in there in the most random spots during the like the entire behind the scenes. So it's just some guy being like, yeah, so we use this gaff tape right here. And he's like, yes, I agree. And anyway, <laughs> I was just like, that's how you they're could, having fun. That's how you could tell, like, if a if a movie, like, if the fun, if the behind the scenes are good, it's like. Oh, man. Yeah. And we've talked about this multiple times on the show. Mm-hmm. But this is that era of what are we going to put on the D- second exactly. DVD? Man, I miss that. I think now it's, like, all about the, like featurettes the sure. 30 second or one minute and it's always like oh yeah we uh made this movie yeah and then it's like it shows clips of the movie yeah and then they say something i don't know it's like rarely do you get that. that i miss that um yeah. spe- well actually the one the one series that has gotten them is the new the star wars stuff mm. like all the new trilogy has gotten like two hour long like how they made it even because the phantom menace had one too that's really in depth right. which has that clip of george going like i think i might have gone too far in a few places <laughs> um but yeah they, like they've done those and then even like the mandalorian and boba fett where they they have extensive documentary mm. stuff um which is really cool and the cool part about the, the oh, sky yeah, high one, there was that mandalorian that it was like another show that yeah. was all about the behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes yeah. yeah. And then even for for Sky High, there's even a point where the two guys who play um, Speed and Lash, the bullies, they like take the camera and they like come out of their trailer and they're like, "All right, so we're gonna show you guys like what craft services is like and everything." So like they're all so right. invested in putting this movie together, and it's just it really yeah. shows, especially if they're putting it out. 
Maybe that's part of like the magic of it too, you know. It is, and it's even this time of of which I, we should definitely talk about Disney, especially in this time, because we have talked about it. Was also we've never done a superhero thing before, other than what Captain Underpants. Yeah, I guess what have we so. not done? Yeah, I feel like yeah. we haven't. That hasn't come up much because. I mean, I think, like, before the 2010s, there's not that much superhero stuff until after that. Like, in terms of what really became popular. Well, there were few and far between in the 2000s. You mentioned X-Men already, which was kind of the first ever Marvel one. Mm -hmm. So it's like Blade, which came out around the same time. So they were very... They didn't have... That wasn't the only thing in theaters like it is now. Um, Have you seen Mm -hmm. that that something on Twitter or somebody posted, like, a new AMC that's showing Doctor Strange every, like, five minutes there's a new screening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, like, it's so crazy because, like, all the little indie movies get, like... One weekend, right. and it's like if you miss it, they're like gone the next day, right? Exactly. And you have to wait, you know. Or you can catch <laughs> Doctor Strange this many times, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was recently just listening to there's a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin to David, and they were just talking about the Raimi Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. which um, it was kind of the beginning of everything. Now, like you were just mm-hmm. talking about, yeah, very. It's it's so weird how that was sold to us as being like the cool sleek Spider-Man, especially the third one with all the mm-hmm. Venom stuff. You were like, Oh, but then now you rewatch them. They're super cheesy. Yeah. I mean, like I love Sam Raimi's sense of campiness. Yeah. I love it. And like, he definitely brings it for the, for the Spider-Man stuff. But yeah, it's definitely like not as, as like, I, I just am always thinking of the stiff Spider-Man swinging oh, and like Mary Jane Watson <laughs> hanging from him. Right. And the, the wind's going the opposite direction. But yeah. If you haven't seen, it's just a great clip of like, it's, it's like a clearly mannequin. a mannequin just swinging and her <laughs> holding onto him. And, but as a kid, right. you never like noticed. Right. And speaking of Sam Raimi. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell's in this movie. He is. And a Coach bunch of Boomer. other people are too. A bunch of other, like, science fiction. Yeah, uh, big-time people. Yeah. Um, but Coach Boomer is probably my favorite part of this whole movie. Um, just I think it's just because it's Bruce Campbell. It just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Especially all the stuff at the beginning where he's like, sidekick! And he's, like, pointing at people. Just oh, Coach man. Boomer is really funny. <laughs> right, that double entendre is pretty funny. Yes. Um, yeah, there's so many people in this movie. So Dave Foley, who plays Mr. Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's also funny because when he cha- – for the first time you meet him, you think he's just a regular teacher. He's like, hello, class. And then he, like, turns into Mr. Boy and, like, can barely get up the table. He's like, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Mr. Boy now. And he doesn't – and he doesn't have a crush on uh, oh, Jetstream. Jetstream. His, his mom. Yes. <laughs> so Which is funny. It's like – he just like she gives him a kiss at the end, and and like the sun is just there. Yeah. I feel like that'd be I feel like that'd be pretty awkward yeah. to see. But if I was at whatever. my high school and I saw that, I'd be yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> it was also the weird thing of the high school to these people was the best time of their lives. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, it's so move funny." On. Yeah, yeah. They, they like peaked in high school, but I guess <laughs> not because there's like the world's best superheroes, right? So. But the, yeah, so I mean, where Sky High kind of fits into this is just like. You know, there weren't many superhero movies coming out at this point. And also, they were probably maybe more comic book accurate with, like, the X-Men and Spider-Man mm-hmm. kind of stuff, where they were, like, they were, if you read those comics, they're so silly. And now, like, every comic book movie is the most serious thing ever, mm-hmm. which is a lot of thanks to The Dark Knight, which is, I would argue, the most influential film of, like, the 21st century, for good and bad. Mm. Um, because now every thing has to be the most serious thing ever mm-hmm. which now i guess more audiences are looking for that kind of ramy thing with mm-hmm. like the ant-mans and the guardians of galaxy i mean I, I can totally see why dc wanted to do a Zack snyder type person for Very their dark, universe yeah like exactly. it totally makes sense after that 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so this comes out in July of 2005, mm-hmm. and then Batman Begins comes out a month before this in 2005, in June of 2005. Wow, and so that's the also- two like most important superhero <laughs> movies right <laughs> back right to next back. to each other, exactly. <laughs> no, but they uh, very under- because I understand that these are completely different audiences and films and dem- demographics and source materials, but Sky High is really what people considered superheroes to be, and honestly, for a really long time. Like the majority of the audience and general knowledge, the general knowledge of superheroes was that it was for children mm-hmm. for a really long time. And it was Dark Knight that kind of changed that. Like, mm-hmm. I, if you told me like 10 years ago that the general public would have an understanding of Thanos and the Infinity Stones, I'd be like, what? Right. right. It's, or that Doctor Strange 2 was the most like profitable movie of 2022. I mean, it's so funny. I think we were talking about this before, but. I I just remember like as a kid like reading comic books and there's like 50 superheroes and I'm like they right. all have like intersecting storylines and I'm like I have to read like wait what's going on right and it's like now it's like the movies are like going that direction right. too where yeah. I'm like wait who's who's wait, where did he okay and this is yeah. a multiverse I can't yeah. know yeah <laughs> but yeah so and in, in very much Will Stronghold the star of this movie is very much like Peter Parker Mm-hmm. Of that kind of like dorky guy who doesn't understand his powers and yeah. then kind of gets it, but also kind of like Harry Potter. Yeah, and it has this feels very Harry Potter, and for some people, My Hero Academia, which is yeah. kind of. And the first time I watched that, I'm like, oh, this is a rip off of Sky High, <laughs> um, where the whole idea of like you know magical right. school, mm-hmm. and then you're the Super chosen one. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember actually like as as a middle schooler, I wanted to write my own comic book, and then I oh, nice. like now I kind of realize it's a lot like Sky High because it was about like kids in high school with superpowers and like stuff like that okay yeah but um but it's a musical i don't know it's a musical (laughs) but it's starring bruce campbell Mm. um no i actually thought this was like at like before i um did any research or anything i thought this was actually like a disney comedy like a like a um, Disney Channel original movie? Yeah, I thought, yeah. like, it was. And especially since I probably saw it around 2011-ish. Okay. So I probably thought that back then it's like, oh, now they have the technology to do that <laughs> in, for, like, a TV movie. Right. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't know it was, like, a legit, like, released in theaters. It has sure. a box office, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the, well, the interesting thing is because the people who first wrote the film, which are Bob Chuley and Mark McCorkle, um, if you're listening, hi. Um, they are the ones who uh, wrote the first two seasons of Kim Possible. So right. they come from that Disney Channel world. And you can kind of see the Kim Possible-ness inside this. Have you, did you watch Kim Possible? I was going to say, do you know first if, if like, they also did the live-action Kim Possible that actually <laughs> later was made? Oh, sure. Um, I don't know. I'm Maybe they sure. just got, like, story-by credits or something. Maybe. But, um, uh, yeah, I did, I did watch Kim Possible. I um, love that show. It's up there. It's like one of my favorites. I really liked it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it like plays with that kitty element, but also like yeah, they're yeah. spies, and yeah. it's kind of for like a whole family can kind of enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, Did they do the replacements too? Um, no. Okay, because I'm like the I animation style seems very similar. The, but I don't know if that's just the I Kim Possible just people made the Big Hero Six TV show animated series, oh, which is great. Right, that's I haven't really seen that. Good. I have yeah. not seen that. Um, so, but the original concept for this idea came actually back in the 1990s, but this guy named Paul Hernandez to do the whole idea of just superhero high school. Easy enough. Sit on a shelf for a really long time. Then they had these create the people who work on Kim Possible, you know, massive hit. They had a couple of DCOMs of that. And then they were like, we want to make a live action Kim Possible movie. <laughs> came to haunt them a lot later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
And but that never came to fruition. I wonder what it would have looked like back then. Oh, if they had made it in like a massive and, and would budget, have it been like a like a release to theaters. Or? I guess because at this point, yeah. the only one that had gone from that from from like Disney Channel to big screen was the Lizzie McGuire movie, mm. and then High School Musical three. Right, right. I know we're we're gonna get to High School Musical people. Stop <laughs> b- bothering us. Um, yeah, so very much kind of involved with that. Um, and so the, a lot of people at Disney were really impressed with the Kim Possible stuff, and they asked them to, hey, would you want to look at the Sky High thing? Mm-hmm. And they saw a lot of Kim Possible inside how they wrote teens on Kim Possible inside the high school mm-hmm. hero script. So they, they liked how contemporary it felt, and they wanted to work on the project. And so they kind of put it together. And um, after recruiting the comedy writers and, f- and polishing up the script, Disney hired several comedians uh, to attach to the role before they even had a director. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be Kevin McDonald with the big head at Dave Foley. Um, Kevin Hefferman, who I think is the bus driver. Well, yeah. From yeah. Super Troopers. Yeah. Now, now that I, um, I love him in the that movie. I see the, like I uh, also when I researched this, I was like, that totally makes sense because they're like the funniest characters too. Yeah. Like I love is that is that um, the guy who plays the guy with the big head? Doesn't he does he voice um the the alien in, in Lilo and Stitch, Stitch. yeah, yeah, That's the I same recognize guy. the voice. What is the name of that character in I, Lilo and Stitch? We're getting yelled at right now by the audience. Hang on, it, the character's name. I uh, the internet would load. Oh, hang on. I was like, is it hard to pronounce or something? <laughs> no, you're just like I'm no uh, because the problem is it's like Gantu is the big guy. Yeah, who the whole joke on the TV show is he tells everybody he's Samoan. <laughs> Which is funny because Samoan people are very tall. Um, yeah. Hang on, the guy, the guy with the one eye. We're talking mm-hmm. about right. Yeah, Lilo and how have we not done Lilo and Stitch? And there's so much stuff too. There's the shows. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch. Don't they have like they have like it's like confusing because it's like Lilo and Stitch, and then it was like Stitch the movie, and then it was like Lilo and Stitch two. Yeah, and then it's like. That is the live Lilo action. Lilo and Stitch, the TV show, the movie. Yeah, that's the live action remake I am not excited for. Oh, my God. I think the Who whole, do they have attached? I now? don't know. The general audience I know is like, no. Uh, nah. I, if they, like, make this, try to make this into some horror kind of thing, I'm Oh, that, I'd be down. What if they, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, they get Ari Aster to direct <laughs> the live action Lilo and Stitch. Guillermo de Toro directs Lilo and Stitch. How, how hard is it going to be to get him to direct a Haunted Mansion movie, people? It's mm. going to take us forever. Yeah, like a Crimson Peak style thing. Yes. Mm. Kevin McDonald played Pleakley is the name of the character. Pleakley. One Eye in Leo and Stitch. So then they had done all the casting before they even got a director. So Michael Agnerano, who plays Will, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who had already been acting before, and then Daniel Panabaker, who was a Disney Channel person who was in the DCOM Stuck in the Middle with Brenda Song, if you remember mm-hmm. that one. So she had gotten some, and Stephen Strait, who played, um, he plays War and Peace. Oh wow! He uh, was just a model. He had never auditioned for anything ever, and then got this role. So <laughs> wow! Yeah, uh, more on I, casting I, in a bit. But yeah. I will forever thank this movie for introducing me to Mary Elizabeth Winstead. All right, let's get into it now. Yes, <laughs> I saw this movie when I was at least ten. And man, I had the biggest crush on her in my life when yeah. she walked on screen. Yeah, and I still do. <laughs> and if I have to fight you and McGregor for it, I'll do it. <laughs> Everything, I, man. And then you watch Scott Pilgrim, and you're like, "Damn, yeah, Scott Pilgrim." And yeah. then, um, what else does she show? Up Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. 
So is that one of your childhood crushes right uh, there? Yeah, or? no, for sure. Like I, I like okay. definitely was like, who is this person? <laughs> Even today, I'm yeah. like, ow! Oh my god! And then, she oh yeah, and then she's in the Tarantino film, the Oh um, Death Proof. Death Proof. That's right. She was great. And in that Kurt too. Russell. He's yeah, Kurt too. Russell's in that too. Real little uh, Sky High reunion. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they. You think he's watching Sky High? Like, get those two. Um, yeah, <laughs> I no. think I'm pretty sure Tarantino was watching Sky High. It was yeah. like, okay, I've got my next. You ne- you never know with him. Honestly, he'll sometimes be in an interview like I was watching Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. I'm like, I've never even heard of this movie. It's like <laughs> yeah. some dumb McConaughey film. I just feel like he watches everything. Yeah, somehow he's a huge cinephile. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Kurt Russell in this film. Honestly, as a kid, didn't get it. Now, the funniest part of the whole film. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was so surprised by how much humor he brought. Right. Like, just like, I didn't even realize as a kid, yeah. You, like you said, there's so many jokes hidden about him. Or like yeah. that you don't even, like, kind of pro- process. Yeah. Process. Uh, I loved him. At the beginning of the yeah. film when, when Will's lifting weights mm-hmm. and he just sits in the bed and goes like... You know, sometimes I think about how that someday I will die and I will no longer be the one to save everybody. It's like, why, Anyways. Is, he, why is he telling him this before the first day of school? I don't. There's not really a first day of school right. talk. And even when he like yeah. throws the weight at him. Um, my favorite bit. Oh, the whole, I, go, so ahead. go Go ahead. No, my favorite bit of the whole thing is when he when Will tells him that he is a. Uh, when he's a sidekick mm-hmm. and he grabs the phone, the landline and breaks it, yeah. throws it. And then he opens up the drawer and there's like 10 more landlines ready to go. Yeah. Oh, so funny. No. Yeah. I just love also like the bit where he, like he kind of still wants to go to homecoming, even though <laughs> Will's like all mad. And he's like, you know, we could still go. Like, yeah. yeah. Or when he's showing him his lair yeah. and he's like, what does this do? Beats me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. I, I was going to say, so I don't think this is, um, his, this, this is not his bit. I think this is said by the mom, yeah. but I love this like little like throwaway line where they're like, yeah, uh, we're supposed to investigate the supervillain infiltration of the IRS. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I think I think they won. I think they're there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, it's like, don't you think we should do this? He's like, no, we got to help Will or something. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, so Mike Mitchell, uh, who's the director of this film, not the podcaster from Doughboys, Mike Mitchell, but he's the director of Sky High. He, you might have known some of the other films he's directed, some classics like Shrek Forever After, which is like the fourth one? Yeah. Okay. A, that one's a really good one. Okay, I think I it's think better I s- than the third one. Yeah, the third one's yeah. bad. Um, I, I just you know what I never seen before, or maybe I saw it once and I totally forgot. I had never seen How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, really? That is a great movie. Like, did you see all of them or just the? First I just watched one? the first one. I'm okay. gonna watch the other two. But man, yeah, that first one is really good, and I've heard the rest of them are really good too. I haven't Have you, seen them. Yeah, I need we need oh, movie night. Movie night. That and the like. I heard the the panda. Kung Fu. I Kung Fu Panda as a trilogy is pretty good too. Yeah, I would have to revisit them though because they. It's funny they were those movies were like releasing as I was growing out of yeah. like watching anime movies. Stuff. I guess I don't know. Now I so it's now I'm back. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want to watch them all again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think How to Train Dragons on Netflix. So maybe, check it out. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I just finished those. Because the whole thing for me is like, as a kid, when you think DreamWorks, you just think of like Shark Tale right. or all their crap. But they have all these I, great films. No, I remember seeing that movie with my dad, just my dad. Yeah. And um, he like really liked it too. Like he doesn't really like normally like. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. He was Man. just like, that, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So he did Shrek Forever After, Mike Mitchell, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked for. Um, best album in the Chipmunks? Maybe. Movie, I is I that mean, the one with Lady Gaga? in it 
or something? Uh, I can't remember. I just remember I got it on – I saw it in the Criterion Closet, and I oh, had to get it because yes. I know it's one of the three of the, Everyone, the trilogy. Everyone, please check out Brett's appearance, of MXP's exp- yeah. uh, experience at the Criterion Closet. We still got to film that, y'all, man. <laughs> oh um, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie 2, Sponge Out of Water. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one. Kind of good. That's – oh, yeah. That's the one – um, it kind of goes into live action. And um, the bit. original creator also came back yeah, Stephen to Holmberg. write for that, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. That, yeah, I remember that. Not that as good as the first movie, but still, like, oh, that was better than I thought it was going to be. I, I thought it was going to be, like, a, just a complete, like, what kind of ended up being the, the latest movie. Right. Uh, like, totally just made for kids, CGI thing. Yeah. But it was, it, like, that movie was, what, like, two-thirds, like, traditional right. 2D animation? And then it becomes live action. Yeah. So it's, like, I, I gave yeah. it props for that. Like, it's it, got our boy ch- Antonio Banderas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trolls. He directed Trolls. I haven't seen any of the Trolls movies. I know that Trolls World Tour, like, changed the entire industry oh, as we knew because it. Of the, uh, because of the release stuff? Yeah, yeah, because it came out in April of 2020. Yeah. And then the Lego Movie 2, which is also, it's pretty good. Is it better than the first one? No, but it's still I, good. I honestly, I don't remember it. I saw much. it on a plane. I, I, I liked the Batman Lego yeah, movie. Yeah, that was better. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, <laughs> Sky High, <laughs> we got off track. Uh, Sk- Director Mike Mitchell said that Sky High was the two functions of the whole film, which really helped it, which is number one, all adults are insane, mm-hmm. which is you see it the whole time where it's even like Coach Boomer dropping a car on some kids and they're like, yeah. are you insane? Like they're crazy. So like all the, adu- the adults are so dumb and all the kids are I, less smarter than this them. Is, this is another great bit where it's like, are you going to do something to the teacher, the Mr. Boy teacher? Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. And then he like go <laughs> and he runs, runs away. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. All the yeah. adults are so funny. Oh, my favorite, the nurse character who's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she's also played by a science fiction legend. Yeah. Um, what is her name? Yeah. Where's my notes? Um, um, Cloris Leachman. Yes. Who uh, she did. Uh, she was Frau. Blue Blucher? Oh, Frau Brucher in um, Brucher? in uh, Frau Brucher in yeah. Young Frankenstein. She also um, was in a, a Wonder Woman thing right. as like a supervillain. And so I is think. the principal because she throws that line out at the end, like "I'm not Wonder Woman," and we're like, and she's literally are. Linda Carter, <laughs> bro. You yeah. are. Um, yeah. So yeah, she's hilarious because she says something about like, "Hey, sometimes kids they get bit by radioactive insects or jump to talk of ways they don't they get their powers immediately." Or they die. Like, she's <laughs> so morbid. I don't know where. What? I love, like, like how she plays with the little thing. The, yeah. Like, she's so funny. This this whole film time she's in. Feel, doesn't feel like Disney to me. It feels like Nickelodeon, if that makes sense. Because, mm. like, it's kind of humor. It's more edgy than a lot of things you'd see in Disney. All the characters aren't, like, stock characters. Right. They've got a little something to them. Right. Yeah. And also the fact that it's, like, um, the, the adults are stupid. That that feels more Nickelodeon that the kids are smart. Oh, oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and then the other big thing that Mike Mitchell said was about the movies that the females have to be smarter than the the the, the males, mm. and that also shows pretty heavily too, especially because they're always way smarter than them and their powers, and they end up saving the day pretty much. Right. Um, there's a funny, there's a really funny gag at the beginning of the movie when they first come to the the class where like somebody with laser vision like basically gropes a woman. And with oh. like a laser, and then she throws ice at them. Yeah, and then for the entire movie, they're frozen. So like they'll yeah. just walk by them, and, and you'll see still them frozen. in the background frozen. No, yeah, like the whole like the whole seasons change. Like, right. Yeah. So like anytime anything like that happens, where you're like, whoa, that's also, impossible. They get the they get back. Also, another one like that's like 
like a a weird groping moment is like when Coach like when the guy shapeshifts into Coach Boomer. Oh sure, and then Coach Boomer slaps his butt. Yeah, he's. I'm like, that's still like. A high schooler kid, though. <laughs> Still he high looks schooler. like you, but <laughs> I think he. I think he means it out of like, man, I look good. I know, <laughs> but I know. it's like it's that's like, not you, buddy. It's like an old, older joke yeah. for sure. I mean, if it's his character, I guess <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so oh, he, and then and then like um, another great Kurt Russell moment is like when he goes off on Coach Boomer because yeah. he thinks Coach Boomer's trying to sabotage him. Oh man, it's like so many good bits, and, and I wonder how much of it like is improvised. Or like yeah, that's a good script. question. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because some characters are way funnier than others. Right. And I don't know if that's the actors maybe like bringing more. Right. Yeah. I wonder if Mike Mitchell is one of those directors. It seems like a couple times where they come up with a joke on the spot and then they make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. There's even things like at one point when they all go to the Stronghold's house to have a like a high school party. There's like a one kid with the laser vision. It might be the same actor who like basically holds a disco ball. Yeah. And just shoots like a lasers into the ball. Yeah. And I think you just see him standing there the whole party. He's <laughs> like, it's like love, if I move my yeah. eyes, the party's over. Oh man. I love the, you're getting cheese all over the walls. <laughs> There's isn't there a kid with like a Spider-Man power. I can't remember. I probably, Oh man. But yeah, so there's a lot of Dutch angles and stuff and a lot of like really quick zooms and stuff to feel very superhero-y. Um, apparently Mike Mitchell also did not want any of the kids to date because they were still teenagers at the time. Mm. And, um, that's pretty smart. Right. And he didn't, he says in the doc, in the behind the scenes, he's like, I don't want them to start dating the second week and then break up at the fourth and they can make filming difficult. True. Don't date your co-stars, especially that's like rule number like five or something on like filmmakers is that directors (laughs) shouldn't date the actors. Oh, that is not until the film is done. But that didn't stop anybody because apparently the whole cast had dated each other. Oh, really? Yeah, so Will and um, uh, Mary Liz Winstead were dating, and Daniel Panabaker and the guy who played One Piece dated. It's sort of similar to, I don't know if you've heard about, like, Amy Pascal, who runs the Spider-Man stuff, mm-hmm. and she's had to, like, sit down with every single person who's played Peter Parker and the love interest and be like, you cannot date during the filming of, like, the trilogy where you're making. And it has not worked ever. Wow. Because Kobe Maguire and Kirsten Dunst dated while they were filming their films. Uh, yeah. Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield. And, and Emma Stone yeah. and now Zendaya and Tom Holland. And she's yeah. like, I keep telling people <laughs> to stop dating each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's just you got too many young people working together. <laughs> that might be part of it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, just real quick, but like, adding to the, like, superhero uh, production, yeah. the, like filming of it. The the score is also by Michael um, Michael Giacano. Is that what, is really? That, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's um, the Avengers, basically composer. Um, is he this composer for Avengers? Yeah. For um, well, I think for one of the movies, or it might have been. It's definitely he's done Marvel a lot of Marvel movies. I know. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, he yeah, he's the, the Incredibles theme, and that's still probably maybe his best thing he's done. Right. Or the Batman. Yeah, that's a good score. You still haven't seen it yet. Um, I have seen it. Oh, yeah. you did. I saw oh, it in you theaters. Did see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's but, a good score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the his most recent. So a very like superhero score guy, yeah. which is so, which is another good element. Yeah. If Michael wants to come on, we'll have <laughs> him on. Um. Yeah. And this and the other soundtrack of like eighties. Music, uh-huh. but because it has it has a very John Hughes kind of feel to the whole film it, of yeah. like the high schoolers hanging out, um, especially when they start with uh, everybody wants to rule the world. That's a good I'm cover. Like, it's a good cover. It's also like wow, we're really starting <laughs> off with the eighties, aren't we? Yeah, a lot of like Devo and like Talking Heads, um, which this whole thing is on Spotify for anyone who's wondering. Um, 
but yeah, very. That's like even before Marvel kind of took off to mm-hmm. have like you know needle drops in the middle of the. So they kind of did it before, but it's covers. So. But I, I like that that it's covers. Me too. Yeah, like you. I think you you wrote down that it was like they did that so that um, it like has a more updated feel. I guess. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's for copyright reasons <laughs> too. You get bowling for soup, then yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah. Um. The other big, the other big uh, couple cameos I wanted to mention um, were um, Jim Rash from Community. Yes, this is like is one of his first acting roles ever on the big screen as like the henchman. I d- again did not realize until I rewatched it, and I was like, "Is that Jim Rash? <laughs> is, is that, that Dean Pelton?" Like, it literally was like I was like they dress the same, and then it it wasn't until he shows up like as uh, as the parent, right? Uh, that I was like, oh, "That is him." Yeah, because first you're like. Oh, who's that? And then yeah. you show up and I'm you're like, like, is that you like Dean? even though you don't know who it is, I'm like, that sounds like the Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Now you're like, that could be a Dean character because mm-hmm. he loves to dress up. And which fun fact, Jim Rash has won an Oscar for screenwriting. That's right. Jim yeah. Rash, if you've seen his movie The Way Way Back, mm-hmm. fantastic. I love Jim Rash. He's literally anytime I rewatch community, the Dean is the funniest part to me. Exactly. Um and then the other big one is near the end of the film when Sky High, the whole school, is crashing down. There's like a couple looking at their new house that they just bought, and mm-hmm. that is played by Jill Talley and Tom Kenny, who play SpongeBob SquarePants and Karen on SpongeBob SquarePants. Wow. So Karen being the evil computer. That's another great um, like j- joke that you might miss as a kid, where it's right. like, ah, thank God we didn't have to pay for that extra insurance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like a house oh, coming down. Yeah, literally a whole school falling down on your house. Yeah, I love. I also love Will's room because his room is filled with all like. Mm. You can definitely tell it was like of its time because he's got like a Weezer poster. Oh, <laughs> and like a, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, nice. And he's got like um like a tenacious D, like Jack Black and mm-hmm. Kyle Glass, and he's got a bunch of Aquabat stuff. It's funny that like they're still playing '80s songs though. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so perfect. But it's also it's got that like punk like hot topic feel to it. Really. Right. Yeah. It does. I love everybody wants to rule that two thousands like punk yeah yeah fantastic um but yeah okay so going back to casting real quick i did want to shout out one other big person who is who plays zach nicholas braun exactly succession cousin greg himself his first have you just are you just getting into it i just yeah like i've seen almost i think all of the first season now okay yeah a young nicholas Braun. oh my god he's so young movie is yeah. sky high? I think yeah. No, this is before Minutemen because he looks younger right. in that in in this. Which uh, Minutemen's another good one. I think. Yeah. We, I don't know when that came out. When though. did Minute? I'm gonna look it up. You Either way, we should talk about it, even if it's a little bit. That um, came out in 2008. Okay, we're good. I yeah. forgot about this movie. That's another really like interesting movie because it's like. I, I don't seriously know. I have to rewatch it. it, but I remember it being kind of good. Well, I think he's really funny in this movie. As he Zach. is. It's so funny. He always plays like a very similar character. Like, well, in, except for like in Minutemen, he was like the bad guy, like the sure. the, the bad like, kid. The like, what's up, guys? Yeah, but he's yeah. always like the like he's kind of a little bit dumb, but super yeah. eager. Yeah, yeah, I love him, and it's just so funny to me that you have like a connection between Succession, yeah, and Sky High. It's so cousin perfect. Greg has superpowers. Yes. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised by it. Um, well, okay, so I want to talk. We talk a little about superhero movies, but I also do want to talk about Disney during this era because I think 
we've talked about it a little bit when we talked about National Treasure and we talked about some other films, but um, <clears throat> really the era of Disney in the 2000s is so completely different than the era it is now, which feels very mm-hmm. like risk averse and like calculated and like probably, you know, Dana analyzed to death. Yeah. Every decision that they make. But this is the era where I would, um, where really all of Disney was writing off the success of Pixar um, especially because that's when they were putting out The Incredibles and Finding Nemo and all these films that are like so massive, huge hits. Um, that actually, I, I have a list of all the films that they released in 2005, and we can kind of go over it to kind of give you like the idea of the time. Um, I'm, of course, very nostalgic for any time we talk about Disney during the early 2000s. I'm also. I can also acknowledge that this is the most inconsistent era of Disney ever. Mm. Like, but there's also the most risk they've ever taken with films. So, um, it's a very distinctive point because you can also remember the time that Disney did an opening logo that was like completely dark with like a orange flame for oh, all the yep. beginning of their movies. Yep. I remember seeing that in national treasure. Yep. I think it's in yeah. holes It's in all the Narnia movies. It's, it's in like, like the, everything. it's like the, it's like the not the adult Disney movies, but the ones like, oh, this is for adults too. Yeah, this is PG thirteen. Yeah, it's yeah. like wow, okay. That's very much this vibe. Um and then the and then this is the the logo they did right before in two thousand six, the next year after this, where they do the one they have now, where it mm. like starts with the flag mm-hmm. and it goes down to like the the little river, which the first time they ever used that was Deadman's Chest. So Pirates of the Caribbean two. Oh, wow. So very much for the beginning of the 2000s, the the entire success of the Disney company and, was off of Pixar and the Pirates. And, franchise. and before that, they have the like just the like where it's like blue and white. Oh, and it kind of like, yeah. yeah, one part at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is yeah, that's this. The orange with the flame going over it is sort of over that. I'll put yeah, people should hopefully know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about. OK. Oh, oh no, we just mentioned 2006. That's when Disney buys Pixar for seven point four billion dollars. Oof. Yeah, so nice. I guess they made a return. I believe that Incredibles two is still their Disney's most profitable film of all time. Incredibles two? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't it like wasn't um one of the Cars movies up there too? I mean, that's as, a franchise as, as, as making like overall, not not just from the box office, but from toys. Oh, then especially cars. Yeah, yeah, it's like I think Cars is up there too, which yeah. is really. I mean, it's not surprising, but it also... Sure. And I should mention that every film they were about to say, like, every film doubled its money, but they were Mm. also only, like, $15 million budgets, which now, like, Mm -hmm. a, like, solo a Star Wars story has, like, $250 million budgets, you know? So, like, now that's, like, kind of the average. Okay. So, 2004, into 2004, they do National Treasure. We've talked about that. Um, Pooh's Heffalump movie, which is a... I I have seen this film. It's a Winnie the Pooh film. It's like a, it's like almost uh-huh. like a two came out in February of that year. Mulan two comes out this year. This is that era where they're like direct to DVD, right, right, um, films. Uh, March fourth, two thousand five is the Pacifier with Vin Diesel. Yep, have you seen it? <laughs> That's a movie. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I saw. Um, I think it's like the Tooth Fairy with Larry the Cable oh, Guy, yeah. which is a very similar energy, I would say. Okay. And then I think The Rock was in like the Tooth Fairy two or something. Yeah. It was yeah. around this time they were trying to do they were trying to get a bunch of big action stars at Disney. Mm-hmm. They were just doing um, things with stars. So they were like, Vin Diesel, we want to work with you. They make the pacifier. Mm-hmm. The Rock, we want to work with you. They make the game, the plan. game plan. Adam Sandler, we want to work with you. They make bedtime stories. We we, we got to do the game plan, too. <laughs> we should get point. was it Boston Rebels as the team. We should get <laughs> custom made Boston Rebels jerseys. Everyone's like, oh, you play football? <laughs> 
just saying we do. <laughs> um, yeah, so they make the pacifier. Really good movie. Yes. Has a crazy little thing. It? Oh yeah, oh. It has this really insane twist that you that you think is gonna be like this like whoa thing, mm-hmm. but doesn't go anywhere. If you've seen oh. the pacifier, you know what I'm talking about. So it's like a twist, but not a twist. Yeah, it's like the bully, like an uh, like the emo kid in the mm-hmm. house. You, th- I'll just tell you what it is yeah. now. Okay, spoiler for the pacifier. At one point, this so he so the whole point is that he's a Navy SEAL who has to become like a stay at home dad, mm-hmm. and so this one emo kid who looks kind of like me, <laughs> and is like very like like doesn't talk and everything like that. They like go to they like he keeps like skipping school, and they're like, what's going on with him? And they skip his school, and then they find his backpack, and then they like, go to the principal's office, and they're like, "We found a swastika in his in his bag." And you're like, "What? Oh my god! <laughs> How is that related to not him not going to yeah, school though? <laughs> because he's in The Sound of Music, the play, and he plays a Nazi in the musical because he wow. wants to act. But they don't share that until like a little bit later. He's like, "But Dad, I want to act," and you're like, "Because uh, first you're like, what? <laughs> Are they gonna go this? Is Disney really gonna go this like neo Nazi route? Uh, that is very interesting. Yeah, oh when you god. watch it, you're like, oh my god. Also, I haven't seen The Sound of Music, so I didn't know there were Nazis. Yeah, in the it, Sound I mean, of music. It's, it's about them fleeing in Austria from oh, World War II. I see, I see, yeah. I see, I see. <laughs> But <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's a very different sound of music. Yeah, no, yeah. But still to this day, it's like one of the things where you're like, what? I wish they went that far. Okay, 2005 Disney. Uh, Ice Princess, ice skating movie. Tarzan 2, Herbie Fully Loaded oh, comes yeah. out in June 2005, which is a Herbie movie. You go on Disney Plus now, you'd be like, how many Herbie movies did they make? Yeah, they made. did they make two with Lindsay Lohan? Well, so they, or was it just one? So since 2003, 2004, 2005, we've called it on this show the mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan trilogy of Disney films. Oh, right, right. Which is Freaky Friday, yep. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, and then Herbie Fully Loaded. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a Scorsese, like Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street, and Casino. Right. Yeah. The Lohan. The way, uh, isn't the her Lohan. name uh, pronounced differently now? Is it Did Lohan you, or something? I, I think I saw somewhere. I was like, wait, what? Have we yeah. been pronoun- mispronouncing um, your name this whole time? All your good movies. Um, Howl's Moving Castle, which is distributed by Disney, but is made by Studio Ghibli. Great mm-hmm. film. Sky High comes out in July. Valiant, which is a god-awful CGI pigeon movie from 2005. Pigeon movie? It's about pigeons who are like soldiers. This sounds vaguely familiar. I, I just remember because for a long time there was a poster of it in a movie theater nearby. It also has Ewan McGregor in it. Um, that's oh my god, yeah, I've seen this movie. <laughs> you have, yeah, it's oh very my- ugly. Whoa, <laughs> yo, no way. This is this is like a repressed memory. <laughs> wow, this is live, guys. Just um, you're getting the neo Nazis and the pigeons all at this, one point. I totally remember this. I definitely saw this like in Mexico <laughs> in like the Spanish dub version okay. of it. But you I didn't rem- know it was a Disney movie until right now. I had no idea it was I, it was a movie. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I thought it was like a was, nightmare I that I had or something. <laughs> no, that was real. I didn't. <laughs> um, which is funny because in 2005, you get you and McGregor must have been killing it because he had Valiant, which I don't call it killing it. Right. He has his Revenge of the Sith and. 
Robots, <laughs> one of my favorite movies Those of all time. Those are three very different <laughs> projects for him. I'm glad he's working. <laughs> I this uh, this is why I love like the internet so much is that a lot of people have gone back to robots and they're like, uh, holds up. Oh yeah, Robin Williams. Right. I, I as a kid I didn't know that was Robin yeah. Williams. There's a bunch of disgusting humor in that movie that's like overtly sexual and then like farting and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, but, and then the guy, the robot with the big butt. Yeah, yeah, and Fanny. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, that yeah. it's, but the world of that film is really cool. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. We're talking about, oh, Leo and Stitch 2, Pooh's Heavenland Halloween movie. I don't know that the greatest game ever played, which is a Shia LaBeouf golf film made no money. It's the most boring film I've ever wow. seen in my life. This is after he made holes, which is like the greatest film I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. Chicken Little. Eh, this is what we have to say about Chicken Little. Um, CGI does not hold up. No. It yeah. just it looks too weird now. I remember liking it as a kid. I don't know if I would go back and watch it. Yeah, like Toy Story holds up way better than Chicken Little, <laughs> like the first Toy Story. I wonder how yeah. Valiant holds up. Oh God, we gotta watch. <laughs> we, we gotta, gotta do watch. that. Movie, that's our, movie that's, night. That's how our, to train your dragon and move. And look Valiant. out for Valiant episode oh, coming soon man. to MXP. I've never <laughs> seen it. Um, Chronicles of Narnia, which was part of Disney's kind of answer to like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings coming out. Right. We want to do something. And so they do the learning mm-hmm. movies. Um, I remember watching them as a kid, but yeah. I like did not understand it or what was okay. happening. You didn't really. read the book or anything? No. And I didn't really even get the plot, but I thought it was like a really interesting looking movie, I sure. guess. So it's I like been, watched all of them. Yeah. Right. It's been ages since I've seen it. Interesting. An- Andrew Scanlon, I believe is his name. Andrew Scanlon, who directed The Lion, Witch, and the Lordrobe, um, director of Shrek 2. Oh. So I don't okay. know if I'm getting that name right. But he also directed Shrek and Shrek 2, and then he directed mm-hmm. The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, it's very Lord of the Rings. It feels mm-hmm. very much like it, um, but mm-hmm. definitely more for kids. I know they made, what, like three of them? I think so, yeah. Uh, and then the last one was like, like, didn't see it. They were older. Yeah, too. yeah. Didn't see it. I saw. I know. I we've talked about this on the show. Prince Caspian is the is the second. I know it is the second. I know I've seen it multiple times. Can't tell a single thing that happens. In. <laughs> all I remember yeah. is there's the talking lion. Well, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then Kronk's new groove comes out, and then a movie called Glory Road. So that's kind of all did, of um, Disney right there. Did um, what's that cow movie? The two D animated. Oh, Home on the Range. Did, was that near this time? That would have been two thousand six. Okay, that is. Yeah. yeah, no, this was a rough time for Disney. Yeah, uh, the like two D uh, Disney right. animation. Yeah, which they just announced a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago from when we're recording this that they're like gonna do some more. Okay. 2D movies because it's definitely gotten to the point where I love that. Oh, 2D. Yeah, oh, I don't cool. know if you've seen a Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I've heard of. I've heard of that. I heard it's really good. Good. It's yeah. very it's much like a Roger Rabbit esque yeah. thing. Uh, Chris Evangelista, who's a film critic for SlashFilm.com, said it's like if Shane Black wrote who framed Roger Rabbit and that what? is insanely <laughs> accurate really yes I, was, okay, I keep thinking I've about that all the time I've got to see this now yeah it's, it's, it's cool because there's a ton of like mixed like there's a bunch of 2D animation mm-hmm. there's like a million references mm-hmm. in it and like stuff where you'll be like how did Disney make this film? I just the only thing I say is I, I, the only thing I saw about it was like this like 15 second ad like okay. at, you know and um it just was very weird because Chippendale had like just no, I think normal like yeah. people voices, and I remember them having like more of a like album in the Chipmunk album right. like type where they were like higher pitched. They so I was about like, it. it was like weird for me, and I was like, at first I was like, oh god, it's one of those things where they're just 
like mm-hmm. doing a normal person's voice for the character. Sure. It's John Mulaney and Annie Sandberg. Right. But, um, but no, I've definitely, I've heard more and more though about that. It's not that, that it's like pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely try to give it a watch. Yeah. So more 2d animation, but yeah, it was like, they did documentaries. They did a lot of, um, just like, I don't know. Yeah, it just feels so different than now where every Disney movie is so calculated. Even when they do something like Jungle Cruise, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, a live action whatever. That, and it's just like they don't make movies like this anymore. And I feel like, um, yeah, back then, too, they had some weird like not weird, but just like the the direct to um, the direct to to the channel movies. Oh, yeah. Um, like DCOMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, OK, going back to Sky High. Because we know we've been talking a lot about not about Sky High. <laughs> Too much about Valiant, not enough about Sky High. Um, I did want to point out the house that the Strongholds have. Have Has this house been in, like, every film? Dude, That it's like, it looks like this typical sitcom house, too. Yes. Like, I feel like that's the beginning to Good Luck Charlie. That's, like, the beginning of every, like, You hear, like, bam, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I'm pretty sure the house that they used in the movie Sky High has been in everything. Or maybe it's just the type mm-hmm. of house. I maybe, don't know. Maybe it's like a set that everybody just uses. Sure. <laughs> well, it's interesting, too, because this looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like the house from Space Jam. Ah. Which is like Michael Jordan's okay. normal house. I'm like, that's a nice house. That's not Michael Jordan's house, okay? Right. He's the most, like, famous basketball player of all time. They, they, I guess they couldn't really show a mansion it wouldn't have fit. Right. Yeah. What they do with the Kevin, with the, no, it's LeBron James one. They're Oof. like, here's my mansion, which I kind of appreciate a little bit more. And instead of being like, I know that's not Michael Jordan's house. Right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, what did I want to mention? A couple of other things about it. Oh, Patrick Warburton does the voice of Royal pain. When it be when, oh. when she puts on the mask, I did not or, know. Of course, that. I am crunk. Yeah. yeah, it feels very Power Rangersy. Like the whole idea of like the how it looks, mm-hmm. the um, outfit, the little gun ray. Yeah. yeah, and even having Jim Rash as like a jester type character, yeah. I laughed so hard watching the conveyor belt of like car seats of babies. The whole plot oh, feels so that, funny. That, uh, that other running gag when they're it's just the two of them and they turned everyone to babies oh, and there's. Yeah. Still trying to figure out how to put together a baby, like, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, put together a car seat, yeah, yeah, a car seat. It's like, no, no, you have to attach it to part A, <laughs> all the just, yeah, it's like things that like only parents will understand, or, yeah, or older people. And I think yeah. that I like this movie so much is that their evil plan is just we're gonna turn everybody into babies, that's yeah. it, yeah. And I guess raise a new generation of super babies, right? But that's like, so you're gonna raise like what. 30 babies by yourself right feels very power rangers yeah um but i i this is like when i told i told my mom we were doing this episode of sky mm-hmm. high and she went "Ugh, i hate that movie and i was like what this is a classic it's definitely a cult classic um mm. but it's like i think our generation likes it it's, it's similar to like spy kids where it's like it's not taking itself seriously this yeah. feels like it was made by a child mm-hmm. and it's just so magical in that way that it feels like it's yeah yeah, and I mean, the nostalgia just helps it. It's, like, such a good movie for nostalgia, I think. Because oh, it's you know just, it. like you said, it's got already got that John Hughes kind of feel. Mm-hmm. It's very comic booky and silly, so it's, like, you just remember the good times when you watch it. Right. Yeah. Is it? It's going to have Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. I wonder. Not that that's a What great- did Roger Ebert give Sky High? I wonder. Uh, it has a 73. Okay. That's not bad. Not bad. Um, that's not, I feel like that's pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it sounds like the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. But I just feel like maybe it's a thing that kids liked a lot, and they mm-hmm. feel like adults were like, mm, take this kid to my movie, I don't <laughs> care. Um, yeah. The other, oh, I love when the Protect the Citizen game. Yeah. That feels very, like, Wipeout or, like... Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon guts like American Gladiator and like the I really like like the safety suits mm-hmm. it looks like it looks cool to me I don't know I actually really like the costume design in general like yeah, very Will colorful. dresses in the color of his parents mm-hmm. and it's like he's always got like that white jacket with the red and the Layla's with, wearing green yeah and uh, the, oh like how Zach dresses <laughs> the visor <laughs> with the with the white with the blonde spiky oh, hair too the Guy Fury hair uh, and yeah and then the the guy who who turns long I love that he has these like uh, black and white stripes yeah so it's like it just like looks so good when he stretches he should be wearing a Jack Skellington shirt oh my god <laughs> um, yeah feels very like yes yeah, sci-fi-ish I really love uh, all the costume designers. Honestly, just the scenes of all the kids just hanging out in the mm-hmm. um, like the cafeteria mm-hmm. is just so perfect to me. I don't know. I love it. It's just like this just feels it feels like the show's like recess or something where it's just like a gang of kids together. Right. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I think the girl thing, too like, adorable. Like I think, yeah, like you said, like because they were like good friends in real life and they yeah. kind of forced them to like um, like, you know, like uh, be friends, I guess. But right. Yeah, it, like you could totally feel it. The uh, so yeah, in the in the behind the scenes, they're the sidekick characters. They all um, so the girl turns the guinea pig. The guy can turn into mm-hmm. like uh, a the puddle. popsicle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Zach, who can glow. They all have shared a trailer, and in the behind the scenes, they're just filming themselves like doing homework and just hanging out. And they mm-hmm. like the whole set, like everything on set felt like they all were exactly like their characters on the TV show. Right. And so that's just really cool to me. I don't know. And it just showed like the vibe of just like, yeah, we're having a good time. We're doing, we're quote unquote doing our homework, but yeah, it's, it's very fun. Um, I do want to shout out one more thing, which is that on, well, we talked about it a little bit before, but, um, Mike's super short show, which was an in between commercial break, um, show on Disney channel with that would, that promoted, what was new on DVD, and here is the one that they have for um, Sky High. Allison Stoner from Sweet Life of Zack Cody's in it. I like that they kind of make it look like an infomercial. <laughs> yeah. I Oh, we mentioned Larry, the kid who looks like a dork, but then ends up becoming like the coolest kid ever with the rocks. Right. He's Larry. pretty sweet, too. And yeah. the bus is because I don't know how they made it have a ride of it now, but where like, mm-hmm. it's like a roller coaster going to school every day. And he's and the bus is like freshman and he drives it. <laughs> the world is so good. Um, yeah. Should we do the box office real quick? And uh, yeah, you want to do it or you want me to do it? Or? Uh, Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I can't see it that great on the phone, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Sky High made, it made its money back. It um, it, it made an, it made money. I didn't make, you know, that great. The mm-hmm. weird thing is it didn't feel like Disney, there was no, there was no kids meal for it. I didn't say it. There was nothing, <laughs> no happy meal for it. Um, they there was no really, KM for it. <laughs> they didn't really promote it. I think they're putting all their pressure onto uh, Narnia and right. Chicken Little for some reason were the right. ones where they're like, this needs to be the toys. 
And I guess it's like that thing of like superhero movies weren't that popular no. back then. So it's like they weren't going to like think that it was going to make that much money anyways. But then it's like right. a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's like if you don't market it, of course it's not going to make that much money. Right. And you the know? weird thing is that I feel like um, it would have made a lot more money if they pressured it. I also, I have a fear theory this might have been a Disney Channel original movie at first. And mm. then they were like, actually, let's give it a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just a theory. A game I mean, theory. I, I, like, it, it is shot in a very sick, like, typical, well, not sitcom but, like, in a kind of a decom way, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Like, it's it's shot well, but it's also shot very plainly in a way. Sure. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sure. If, if like, maybe they did upgrade the budget. Yeah, at maybe. Some point. It might have done that. Because once you get Kurt Russell in there, you know, everyone's going to go on. Um, okay, so it got number four at the box office for July of 2005 in domestic. Number three is is truly like an example of how awful superhero movies were during this era, um, which is the first Fantastic Four movie. Yep. Have you seen those? I yeah, I used to like watch them and rent them all the time from Blockbuster to pour uh, one out. Yeah, yeah, pour one out. Um, but yeah, I used to watch them a lot as a kid. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh yeah, I don't. I don't think they're that good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I liked them as a kid. Yeah, I and I especially didn't like the new the reboot. Oh, Fan yeah. Four Stick, Fan Four Stick. Yeah. Side note: Did it weird that Netflix is making a sitcom about Blockbuster? That just feels wait, what? Crim- yeah. <laughs> wait, what? Yes, I had feels, not heard about this. That, starring Randall Park, um, oh, Jimmy Woo himself. Yeah. Um, this feels. That sounds just criminal. It's like taking the crown and then like, you know, crapping over the grave. Dang. It just feels bad. It's called Blockbuster, and it stars Randall Park and uh, the girl Melissa Romero from um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is um, what is it about? <laughs> it's about Blockbuster. Like, is it's it like gonna... a sitcom that takes place inside Blockbuster? Okay. Okay. On Netflix. Interesting. Is it come out yet? I don't know. But okay. also, Netflix is in some hot water as a record, so. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, anyway. <clears throat> I don't know. Th- There's also, like, a billion Netflix shows that I don't know about. Because yeah. they release so much stuff. They, exactly. It's unsustainable. Yeah. Um, number two, a movie I actually really like um, that I think is actually amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've watched multiple times. Do you know? Do you want to say? Wait, you know what wait. Is? Mm, I don't know. Okay, Johnny. Oh, oh, you can guess. Okay, uh, stars Johnny Depp is oh. not is not part of the Caribbean. Okay, is a remake of a very famous Willy film. Wonka. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We got to talk about that one. Have too. you seen it? I yeah, I saw that one. Like that was my introduction to um, Willy Wonka. Okay. It was that movie first? So. Did you have you seen the older one? Uh, I haven't. I've seen parts of it now, but I uh-huh. still haven't seen it as a whole. Okay, yeah. I I love it. I think the new one. I think the new. I mean, the Tim Burton one is is really really good. I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like, this is just disturbing. Mm-hmm. In many ways, it's like every kid's first horror film. Yeah, <laughs> I I totally see that. There was a lot of like. I mean, there's like body horror in that movie yes. <laughs> with the little blueberry girl. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine seeing it with with not CGI. Yeah. No, as That's... as like a chubby kid, uh, that scene was a nightmare for me. I was like, oh, oh. sure. <laughs> Where they like had the poker. To yeah, like it no, I was like, like uh, <laughs> that is terrifying. No. Um, OK, number one for July of 2005 is a comedy starring Vince Vaughn. 
Interch? No. No. And and Owen Wilson. Oh, there's a bunch of them, right? Yeah, but this one's probably their biggest oh, one. Uh, Wedding Crashers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did they do a second one too? I, I, they might. It might be like if you look on IMDb, it might be like in production. Mm. Um, right. I have not seen Wedding Crashers. Is it mm-hmm. good? I know Bradley Cooper's in it. I haven't seen it either. Actually, yeah. it's <laughs> I've one of seen those... the internship. It's not good. <laughs> My friend was doing a Google internship when that movie was coming wow. out. Wow! Did so... it feel surreal to watch it? Yeah, he him? like they were at the premiere and everything like that, and he was like, "That's a." Uh... It's a movie. Definitely a movie that came out. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those movies now that you'll watch it and you'll like see all the people who have like two or three lines and yeah. they're all famous now. Like Eric Andre yep. and all these people who are like, oh, wow, they're, they're like, like way bigger now. Arguably more famous than Vince Vaughn. Right, and, yeah. I mean, Owen Wilson like took kind of a step back, but he's back now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to end on real quick was at one point Screen Rant put out because of Disney Plus – that at some point they had mentioned that they may maybe a sequel to Sky mm. High in some form. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's – I feel like a, a bit – that article's a little bit misleading because yeah. it's just the – what really is is that the guy who wrote it, right? One yeah. One of the guys who wrote it like was like, you know, if you want another one, you could ask Disney for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, of course. Yeah, that's how right. it works. Well, they're doing they're doing a National Treasure TV show, right. which looks awful. And then they're yeah. doing, like, uh, new Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Like, they're just kind of doing everything. Oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of like, what about just making new stuff? Yeah. That's why I'm, like, the the most project, the, exci- the project I'm most excited about is the Percy Jackson TV yeah. show. Because I'm like... Okay, that's something that needs a reboot. Like it right. needed to, it needs to be reinterpreted, and especially as a show, I would work so much better. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that Rick Riordan is like actually is writing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like very excited yeah. and very hopeful about it. The cast looks amazing. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Like, like it's it's looks like a good stand up cast. Yeah. Um, I just want to know who they're going to get to put the adults. But that's everything the else, it's like you know, mm-hmm. something, something. Um, new I mean, cheaper uh, by the dozen. I, I don't want to like I say anything if anyone likes the new she, she Hulk show, but that that like the trailer. Seen it yet. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer? Uh, I've just seen the memes where they're like, yeah. "Wow, Fiona looks a lot different." <laughs> like it's like they always say the the, the CGI is worse in the trailers than sure. it's going to be, but I don't know. It's just I'm just like, oh, is this a Will Smith genie kind of thing? It's just yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It just I'm like, why do you have to do it? Like, I feel like they sure. could have done it practical or maybe they didn't have to do a show if they knew that they were right. going to make – they weren't going to be able to put enough money to make it look, you know. I didn't even I watch – I haven't watched any of the Marvel – I mean, I didn't see Moon Knight. I haven't – no, I, it's just too Hawkeye. much. I can't keep up with it. Yeah. Like, it's like low – like, everything's coming out so fast. And yeah. then there's like a bunch of movies coming out in between them too. Right. I'm just like – I would like to choose. keep up with it. But. Yeah. Well – that's kind of uh, sky high is why yeah. you have it's it's just a singular story. Exactly. We need more sky highs we do. in Disney Plus. We but do. not like I mean, I actually would you like a sequel? Um not with the same cast. Mm. Maybe if you just did another story at Sky High, that would be interesting. I would like that actually. Yeah, like a like a soft reboot but of of not a reboot, but just like another story. Right. Yeah. Maybe you could have some people back like like the bus driver, yeah, or you know the the, the coach boomer or something right. like that. But if you did like all yeah. the same cast, it'd be like oh, yeah. this is way too old. Yeah, um, 
Okay. Well, anything else you want to talk about? I was just going to discuss what did you think of the supervillain's plan? Because, or I not mean, the supervillain's plan, but also like, like, so if she turned into a baby again, right, she doesn't that herself. mean she would lose all her memory and all her idea of what sure. she was originally going to do? And right. then like, so she would have to be, she would have to be raised and then like with the same plan. Right. I mean, <laughs> which, which I'm like, obviously it's silly, but like, right. There's parts where I'm like, I can nitpick this movie to death. Exactly. But like. What good is that going to do it? Because I'm like, the school can fly. Yes. So, like... <laughs> at, I think at that point, it's like, all right. Yeah. Um, we don't need to get into the cinema sins world yeah. of film criticism. And But just one more thing that I yeah, I wanted to talk about, or critique, I guess. It's just like, I feel like the, the thematically, they should have ended with terminating the, like, superhero sidekick programs. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool. Like, like I feel like... They're that, all the same. They were kind of leading Everyone's to special. that. Yeah, but then they didn't do that, so I'm like, I'm yeah. just a little bit disappointed, because I, I would like, that would have been that. a good lesson to teach, too. It's like, yeah, breaking down, you know, separating people. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been good. Also, one thing I was noticing while rewatching this is, like, why is Layla not the main character? It's like, we need to see... Like, it feels like she has, mm-hmm. like, the, the story... And but the audience is like, what? We can't have a girl lead this film. I feel yeah, like actually, kind of, I feel like even though you said like the women, the the girls are smarter. Yeah, it's like it is like we focus more on the dad instead of the mom. Right. We focus more on. I mean, he's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It's like she's kind of just the 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 girls just kind of sidelined right. as a love interest. Like the villain, I guess because of like she's got double intentions, it would be hard to follow her a lot. Right. Because then you would figure out that she's a villain. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel she, like we do focus on the guys more, even though... Right. Know, and then she's, she's kind of a love interest, and that's kind of it. Yeah. And she has cooler powers. I don't know. Yeah, and then, and then my, actually, my, 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 uh, I was talking to someone about this, uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, I always was mad that they, like, went with that guy instead of Warren Pierce. It's like, Warren Pierce right. was so much cooler and yeah, a better yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Team Warren. Yeah, and he yeah. can speak Chinese, apparently. Right? Yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. What yeah. can Will do? You know? Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, if you like, this is the end of our, this is the end. Um, yeah, if you like what you heard, you can follow this us. This is the end of everything. <laughs> uh, this uh, You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at the handle Most Extreme Pod. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, email us at mostextremepodcast at gmail.com. Dune is still on HBO Max. Um, <laughs> Sky watching. High is on Disney Plus. And, and apparently it was on HBO Max for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, which is oh. weird, but it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, so, yeah, check it out there if you want to watch it um, or just get the DVD so you can watch the behind the scenes as well. And we'll see you next time. Bye.